Welcome to Target Cancer, a podcast about how health technology is affecting lives and changing the world for patients and oncologists. Hey. Suzanne. Hey. Hi, how, are how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. Well, my name is Mika. Um, I work for a company called Xcares, and we do kind of two things for patients as a company. Number one, we help patients organize their medical records and manage them. Um, uh, so when you're going from one provider to another, you have an easy way to share all of that information or uh, easier way to share it. It's a lot of information. Then we help patients um, and their physicians with research around what are possible treatment options to consider um, given uh, a situation where they need um, help doing that. Um, and the, the reason I and the company does this podcast is one of the things we think is really important. I think this is really important is for people to have an opportunity to share their experiences. Um, particularly as they go through a cancer journey, because it's something that knowing others and knowing what other people have done and sharing those learnings, which I just think creates a huge amount of value. So um, the point there is thank you for coming on and, cool. and sharing with us. Yeah. So uh, tell me about you and your journey and uh, let's start there. Yeah, I was 36 and working as an English professor and a writer. And I also played roller derby, which was really cool, That's but cool. perfectly healthy. I did have type one diabetes. So I guess I was experiencing some symptoms, but I attributed everything to long-term diabetes side effects and just kind of was going about my business. And then I was turning in my final grades for the semester before Christmas and I had a seizure in a coffee shop that started in my foot and moved up all the way to my shoulder. And then I was completely paralyzed on my right side out of nowhere. Oh my gosh. That must no have idea been. what was happening. Again, I thought something to do with diabetes maybe. And I was rushed to the local ER and I lived in a rural mountainous area. So uh, they didn't really know what to do, but they gave me a CT scan and the ER doctor came back and said, you have a tumor in your brain. And I oh my. lost my mind. I couldn't believe what was happening. And then they immediately shipped me off to a larger hospital in an ambulance. But just, I, I'm going to stop you for a second. Yeah. You say lost your mind. What happened in that moment? Like, do you remember I do remember I said some choice words to the ER doctor. I shouldn't have done that, but I, I just kind of cursed him out a little. I, I'm very sorry to him. I don't, I never saw him again. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I think I called him a liar. Like I said, he, you know, he didn't know what he was doing and then I was gone. <laughs> yeah. It was just shocking. Yeah. Shocking experience. And, and I'm sorry, I cut you off. I just, no. um, you, you express that so what what happened next where did where did it go so then I went to Winston-Salem North Carolina and mm -hmm. I you know I couldn't move so not on my right side and uh, I had brain surgery just a few days before Christmas and I had an absolute rock star of a surgeon and he removed all of the tumor that he could see and then I did extensive physical therapy and was in a rehab center for about a month and was able to get some movement back, but still couldn't walk very well and couldn't really get my balance that often. So I was still having a lot of trouble and then was working on it very hard. And then the surgeon came back to see me. And in my mind, I just thought, 
that was a weird brain tumor. No big deal. He's going to say it was benign. I'm going to go home, work on my walking some more, move on with my life. And then he said the word, unfortunately, and mm. the floor just dropped out from under me. Um, and then he told me it was a glioblastoma, which is grade four brain cancer. And brain tumors are staged and not, or they're graded and not staged like other cancers. And so then I went back to my own apartment. I didn't go back with my parents or anything like that. My sister came to help me. I did chemo, radiation, all of that. And I actually learned to walk again. Um, everything sort of went back to normal. Good for you. Yeah. Everything's going well. Everything had been going well for about three years. And then I recently moved to Washington State. Been here about six months. And then a recurrence happened about last month. So I'm sorry. I'm what back, are you doing? I'm back at it. <laughs> back at it. How are you? I'm, I'm for, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, um, how, how do you find support? What are you doing now? Like what's the, what are the next steps? What are you going to do? Well, I was uh, single when I first had everything happen to me, but I've met a very lovely man and yeah, we're happy together now. So Wonderful. he's very patient with me and very helpful and very kind. Um, and interestingly, my tumor was, they did a new pathology on it when I moved out here. And they think it's not a glioblastoma anymore, but something called a high-grade astrocytoma with pileoid features, which I've heard is going to be designated by WHO at the end of this year. But they've been pretty busy, so I don't know where that is right now. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of up in the air. I'm doing chemo right now, but that's all. I don't know what the next step is. So hopefully the chemo is working. Yeah, excellent. So are you uh... – like I, I was, as people are kind of, you're in this stage where you had something, it kind of got taken care of, or it was taken yeah. care of as best it could. And now it's coming back. How are you thinking about kind of the planning and the treatment options and understanding those things? What, what are your sources for knowledge and information? So um, as you look around. Yeah, it's been actually kind of confusing because I, as I was saying, I thought I had glioblastoma. And so I was you know, looking up information. And as I said, I'm an English professor. I've still been working this whole time. So still doing all of that. And most of my job is research. So I'm pretty good about researching things. But now that I have a different kind of cancer than what I thought I have, it's sort of up in the air. And I don't really know what to do. But the brain cancer community as a whole is pretty helpful. And I found most people on social media, like a lot of your previous guests have discussed. So that's been yeah. really helpful. And it seems that a lot of people just have different kinds of brain tumors, but we all kind of come together and support one another. So that's helpful. And again, my care team, as everyone else has talked about too, have been very, very good about helping me and discovering the right kind of treatment. So I feel very good about that. Good. So, um, I, you know, a lot of the work that we've done at Exures has really been around brain cancer. That's where we started three years oh, ago nice. as, a, as a company. I think we've worked with over 500 brain cancer patients in just the last um, three years. And it's such a, like to your point, it's such a field. It's like a close-knit community of people who really um, kind of know each other. So there's a lot of, are there particular foundations or information uh, groups or social media networks that you think someone who has brain cancer should know about? Like, are there 
like a go-to place to start? And I'm just thinking of people who might be in a different part of their journey who like you can help them with where to go. Yeah, I've actually uh, met most of the people I know on Instagram, interestingly okay. enough, just through hashtagging <laughs> things. And I met a really nice support group on Instagram. And then I'm pretty good just on an individual level about meeting people and talking to them. I don't have any big affiliations. I'm not a part of any of the larger groups, but I talk to quite a few people who are newly diagnosed or who have family members who are newly diagnosed. And um, if you just hashtag things, you know, brain cancer, whatever type right. you have, people will find you and it makes it helpful to reach out that way. I think, yeah. I mean, it seems silly, but it really does work. Wonderful. And I, you know, I, I usually don't uh, do this on the show um, all the time, but in this particular case with what you have is exactly what we've been working and specializing on. So oh, um, cool. if you want to go to our website and um, you can see the, you can sign up there. It's like any internet platform you click enroll. Now um, we have really done a lot of, lot of work in running um, uh, uh, tumor boards. So we've run hundreds of tumor boards and observed the results of them in brain cancer in, specifically. And we've been synthesizing the results from those tumor boards to try to come up with ways to kind of um, bring all that data together, right? Oh, nice. To just, yeah. it, and there's no answer, as, as you know, there's like no right, right answer here. It's more about um, if there were things that you were going to spend time researching further, where would you start? So instead of kind of starting at ground level, the idea is like synthesize some of that information uh, moving forward. We also partner um, really closely, um, and it may be a resource. I don't know if you're familiar with the Musella Foundation. I'm not. Um, uh, Al Musella is a wonderful guy. The Musella Foundation, um, uh, uh, and you'll find him online as well, does a lot of work um, with cancer patients. They've been running uh, basically observational uh, research for, again, a whole bunch of years. And I think just describing what, what you're going through, I think that would be just, again, another resource um, that I, I personally have just seen patients get a lot of um, value from um, overall. But we'd love to help. It's free of charge. There's no, cool. uh, there's, you know, you, we're here to help essentially. Um, and our objective, right, is to figure out um, how to learn in real time, right, continuously from everybody all the time. And I think you'll appreciate this as a researcher if the formal research field takes a long time. Yeah, right? for sure. <laughs> right? It takes Too long, yeah. Decades. And like, decades. we don't have decades. We want to work right. now. But you can learn in real time, right? And we all yes. do. I mean, as human beings in English, you're doing it all the time with the research you right. do. You have new insights and you have new learnings. And so we're sharing those. So um, I would just highly um, uh, encourage you to do that. If you had a message for anyone kind of going through what you've been through, you kind of talked about how you're early on, um, you know, you kind of went, you relied on your sister, you relied on your family, right? Just kind of, and you, you're now in a different stage in your life. Is there a, a lesson in this that you'd like to impart? Um, yeah, I would say many people who know me well have said that the only reason I didn't pass away already is because I'm so stubborn. <laughs> so I would say just stay stubborn and be headstrong and just don't give in. Just keep fighting every day. Don't give in, Suzanne. Don't, don't give in ever. Yeah. Don't give in. Don't go in. <laughs> Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show. And um, if I can be of any help or, or if any, any of these resources you, you can reach out, I'd be delighted um, to do so. And thank you again for sharing your story with everyone. Really appreciate it. Well, thank it. you. And I'll definitely check out all of your websites yeah, I, and everything. Yeah, this is what we do. So All right. Thank you, Suzanne. So much. Have a good afternoon. See all right. Ya. Bye.